I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 275 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an unbelievable guest to bring you guys today. He is the president and the face of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, which is the largest mixed martial arts organization in the world. Dana White joins me on the podcast today, and under his leadership, the UFC has grown into a multi-billion dollar enterprise. It is very exciting to have him here with me today, especially on the eve of UFC 244 going down tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden. Dana White will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And as I have done here with some of the other heavy hitters that I've had the honor of speaking with on the show here, such as skateboarding legend Tony Hawk, NFL Hall of Famer Deion Sanders, and the Wolf of Wall Street Jordan Belfort, I understand that having Dana White on the podcast here will introduce a large number of new listeners to the podcast. So I would like to take a second here to reiterate the purpose and the vision of First Class Fatherhood, which is to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Far too many young men in this country have a negative outlook on what it means to become a father and start a family. Many guys have the idea that becoming a dad is something to avoid or put off until much later in life. Combine this poor philosophy with the way that dads are portrayed on TV and in the movies, also with the attack on masculinity, this has all helped to lead to a fatherless crisis in our country. And wherever we see communities that have high levels of crime, drug use, teenage pregnancy, teenage suicide, and all these other things, you are going to see a high elevated percentage of fatherless households. So what I have done here is gathered a collection of interviews with men who have just been crushing it in life. I'm talking about Super Bowl MVPs, NFL Hall of Famers, SEAL Team 6 operators, New York Times best-selling authors, world champion fighters, award-winning actors, and many other high-profile men who have stated that despite all of their accomplishments in life, it has been through the experience of fatherhood that they have felt the greatest sense of fulfillment in their life, and their testimonies are a much more realistic view of what being a dad is truly all about. As far as for myself, I am a 39-year-old father of four children, ages 13, 12, 8, and 5 at the moment. I'm married for 15 years. I've been a railroad mechanic for 20 years. I drive Uber on the weekends. I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict, and I host the number one fatherhood podcast in the country, First Class Fatherhood. All right, so welcome to the show here, and I'd like to encourage you guys to introduce this podcast to anybody that you know that is a father or, more importantly, about to become a father. All right, and despite what many people may think out there, we are not babysitters. We are not assistant moms. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with UFC President Dana White. I'm Alec Lace, and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. 
All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is the president of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, and it is just an honor for me to say, Dana White, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have three kids. Uh, my oldest is, is 18, uh, my son, and then my other son is 17. They're exactly a year apart, and then my daughter is 13. Wow, okay, awesome. What type of uh, sports or activities are they all into? Well, my, my oldest plays football, and uh, my younger son play, played football, and he fights, he boxes. And then my, my daughter uh, is into gymnastics, uh, cheerleading, and she's a really good volleyball player. Okay, yeah, very cool. Do you ever get involved with coaching at all, or do you like to enjoy all that stuff? From no, the no, no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the coaching thing, man. I, I have some people that are really good coaches coach them. You know, the, the father-kid coaching thing, sometimes it works out, but most of the time it doesn't. I've, I've seen a lot of bad experiences with parents coaching. Yeah, I hear that. All right, if you could, Dana, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, my name is Dana White. I'm the president of the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Um, me and my partners, the Fertitta Brothers, bought the company 20 years ago and, uh, you know, have been involved. I've been involved ever since. We, we sold the company to WMEIMG in 2016, I think, and uh, I, I stayed on as an owner and, uh, you know, president uh, for the last however many years it's been, three, three and a half years. Yeah, it's been an incredible uh, journey that you've had here with the UFC. About how old were you when you first became a dad, Dana, and how, how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? I think I was 31. I was 31 when, when we had uh, Dana, my my first son. And, you know, when you have a kid, it changes everything. It changes the way you you look at life. It changes the way you look at, um, you know, what, what you want. Not, not, it's not about you anymore. It, it, it becomes about them. And uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's the greatest thing that you can do. It's really you, you realize why, why we're here. We're here to, to become parents and, and to raise children. Yeah, very well said. And you've obviously had massive success here with making the UFC what it is today. But I know that comes with a lot of hard work. So what were some of the challenges of being a dad while building the UFC? The biggest challenge in, in being a father and doing, you know, not just building a business, but whether you work or whatever it is, is 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 missing is missing things, is missing uh, whether it's their, their play at school or their big game that weekend, whatever it might be, or, you know, them walking or whatever, you know, those, those are the things that, that, that are the hardest are missing things. I've been very fortunate in that, you know, we have like the largest production company in, in, in Nevada. So I didn't miss anything. If, if I had to be on the road, thank God for technology because I, I would stream their games live or stream a play or, you know, whatever it might be. I got to see everything. Um, so I, I think that's the toughest part in being a parent. You don't have to be building an organization like the UFC. You can be a guy that has to go to work, you know, every day and pay the bills and miss these certain amazing things in, in your kids' lives that um, you would rather see. Yeah, yeah, right on with that. And 
Uh, what about discipline, Dana? What type of disciplinarian are you as a father, and is it different than the discipline style you grew up with? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the exact opposite of what I grew up with. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've never beat the shit out of my kids. You know, uh, I've had the shit kicked out of me a few times when I was a kid, and, uh, you know, I don't think it, it, it made me – you know, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I think there's some, you know, the, the fear of the ass kicking uh, might have made me, you know, stop doing something that, that I was doing or not do something because of it. But it, it wasn't, as a father, what, what I believed in. I, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you lost a little respect with, with some of the uh, the beatings that I took. But, uh, you know, I've never done that to my kids. You know, and there's a certain age where, you know, your kids don't fear you like they did when they were younger. So it makes it a little tougher to, to discipline them. And especially my son, Aiden, who who, who was fought and, and, and trained and, and things like that, you know, uh, he, he's too tough for that shit. He, he's too tough for me to try to play that, you know, that role with him. So I just try to reason with them. And and it works with some kids and others it doesn't. Like my my oldest son Dana can be reasoned with. My younger son Aiden is a little tougher to to uh, to deal with, you know, because much like me, at a very young age he started becoming his own guy. There's just a certain age where your kids start figuring out who they are and who they want to be and what they want to do, or you have your kids that are confused and don't know who they are or what they want to do. So. I think there's different ways to to discipline different kids. You can have the same kids grow up in the same house, you know, same parents, same everything, yet they're complete opposites in how you deal with them and uh, how they deal with you. Yeah, yeah, well said. That's exactly the situation. I got four kids myself, and all four of them couldn't be more different when it comes to trying to handle them with discipline styles and everything else. So it's incredible how that works out. So true, man. And listen, nobody has all the answers. It's all trial and error, and you try to do the best you can, um, you know, for each kid and try to, you know, guide them in the best ways that you can. And it's just, it's it's, it's all trial and error. Nobody has the answers. <laughs> yeah. And, and your kids are obviously, uh, my oldest is only 13, so I'm just on the onset of the teenage years here. But you've already hit the mark where they started driving. What was it like for you the first time when your kids learned how to drive and you got in the car with your kids? Yeah, so I, I, it's, I I've, again, I've been fortunate because I, I had a family up in Maine, up in this part of Maine called Levant, Maine, and it's out in the sticks. And, uh, you know, we started driving when I was like eight or nine. My uncle would say, get in the car, and we would drive, you know, through town and everything else. There's not a lot of police out there, so... Nobody, nobody cared back then. So I, I took my kids up there, and my kids started driving at a really young age. Like, like my daughter, we, we, we have all this property, and you know, my kids would drive from one house to the other, and so they, they got accustomed to driving real young, which I think is important. Tough to do in a city like Vegas or New York, Chicago, Boston, stuff like that. But you know, I, I had them doing it young. So my son Dana, when he started driving. Uh, I wasn't too worried about it. He was a good driver. I felt confident and comfortable with the experience and the, and the practice that he had had up in Maine and some stuff we did in Vegas, too, in our community, you know, driving around. And then my younger son, Aiden, who's 17 now, still doesn't have a license. 
you know, like I said, two different kids. He, he had a 16th birthday party. He got a beautiful car for his birthday. He could care less about driving. He Ubers everywhere. Yeah. He Ubers or his friends pick him up. He could care less about driving. So um, those are the two experiences. And, again, like most fathers, I'm more nervous about my daughter. She's 13. You know, we got a couple of years to go with her. But when she starts driving, that's the one that's going to make me nervous. Yeah, right on with that. My daughter's my youngest, too, out of the four. She's only five, so i got a ways to go there. But I, I drive Uber on the weekends, Dane, and I see it all the time. I see kids that are older that don't even have – didn't even bother to get their license, and it's kind of mind-blowing to me because that was always, like, the big thing you thought of when you were a kid when I was growing up. It was and, the uh, only thing you thought of. You didn't care about anything else. <laughs> Listen, there's two things that I knew when I turned 16. A, I wasn't getting a car. But B, I was getting that license, you know? Your license was everything when we were growing up. It was your sense of freedom. Like, you had a driver's license. You could do whatever. You know, even if you didn't have a car, you got your license. These kids today don't give a shit. It's the craziest thing ever. And one of the other things that I notice, obviously, all the time when I drive them around is that they, they don't communicate with one another. The heads are in the phone. I know I see your one son has an Instagram account. How do you kind of monitor and handle all the social media and the technology with your kids? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. All right, dads, if you're looking for a great night's sleep, you have got to get a MyPillow. Guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. There's a reason why MyPillows are flying off the shelf, and that's because it is a first-class product that's made right here in the United States of America. And the comfort doesn't stop with just the MyPillow. Check out MyPillow.com and you'll see a whole wide variety of comfortable products such as towel sets, Giza dream sheets, mattress toppers, MyPillow bathrobes, pajama sets, and so much more. You guys have heard my interview with First Class Father and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell right here on the podcast. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save up to 66% off their orders. That's right, up to 66% off on MyPillow.com by using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Or simply call 1-800-875-0219 and your savings will be instantly applied. Don't go another night without a MyPillow. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD or call 1-800-875-0219 and save up to 66% off your order on MyPillow. I see your one son has an Instagram account. How do you kind of monitor and handle all the social media and the technology with your kids? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. You know, it, it was, it was one of the things that my wife and I, you know, so, sort of didn't agree on when, when they, they started to get older, you know, they started wanting to be on social media and there's so many nasty people on social media and things like that. But I said, listen, the kids got to get used to it. You know, people are going to talk shit to them and say bad things about me and, 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 you know, whatever it might be. But it's the future. It's it's where they're going to live and where they're going to communicate with their friends. They got to get used to it, and uh, I think it's gone pretty well. My kids are pretty level-headed, and you know they'll, they'll come to me and say, "Hey, this guy just said this about you," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, get used to it, guys. People are going to say a lot of things, and um, they've handled it pretty well." Yeah, I, I think Twitter is the word. I'm, I'm only been on there since I started this podcast up, and I, since I've been on there, it seems like Twitter is really where all the nastiness really uh, is the worst of all of them. Oh, there's some, there's some pretty nasty ones on Instagram, too, you know. You're always going to have these, I call them nameless, faceless cowards. Uh, most most of them are people who uh, have private accounts. If you notice, most of the stuff that's nasty comes from people with private accounts. And, 
uh, you know, you, you have to consider the source when, when you're, when you're reading the stuff from people like that. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And I, what about as far as the fighters in the UFC, Dana, as far as fathers go, do you notice any difference in the guys that are family men that are fighting as opposed to that single guy or that lone wolf fighter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you notice a difference in guys that, that were single and had no kids. And then when they end up having kids, it, it changes you, man. It's just, it's just, it does. There's no, nothing you can do about it. It it changes you in in many different ways, and mostly for the positive. You know, if you're if you're if you're a good father, it changes you for the positive. Um, you know, I've always had this philosophy about people will always ask me about my legacy and you know your legacy and 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 what I do for a living. What I do for a living at the end of the day means nothing. It's when you when your life is over and you're laying there in that box. And whoever shows up to your to your funeral shows up. The only thing that matters, and your only real legacy, are your children. And you know, hopefully, you you've lived a life and done things right. And they get up and say, "He was a great father." I mean, at the end of the day, nothing else matters. Who you were as a, as a, as an employee, or who you were as a business owner, or as Whatever walk of life you chose to pay the bills, the only real legacy you have and the only thing that means anything is what those kids have to say about you. Yeah, yeah, very well said. Have you ever done like a Father's Day card where you have just dads on, uh, you know, on the card? <laughs> no, we've, we've never done that. Um, uh, but you'd be so dumb. There's, you know, there's a lot of fighters in the UFC that are really good dads and, you know, uh, you know, have families and live completely normal lives com- compared to what you would think of guys who fight in a cage. I, I've spoken to a few of them here on the podcast. And what about as far as your kids? When did you first introduce your kids to the UFC, and when when was the first time they actually attended the fights? I introduced them to the to, to the sport at a very young age and had them training at a very young age. You know, when you have kids and daughters are no different. Um, you know, it's your job as a father to make sure that they can handle themselves and, and uh, you know, can defend themselves. I think that's a very important part of life, um, you know, because bullying and getting picked on and all that stuff is real. And it doesn't just happen to kids. It happens to grown-ups, too, and adults that, you know, uh, whether it's at work or out on weekends or whatever it might be, it's it's a, it's a reality in life, and it's always been something that, was very important to me is that my kids learned how to defend themselves. So they, they, they were involved in this at a very, very young age. But this is my love and my passion and what drives me and what me, gets me out of bed every day. But that's not, that doesn't mean that's what's going to drive your kids. And like my oldest son loves football. Uh, my younger son is at a point in his age where it's, <laughs> it's all about girls right now and, you know, and, and hanging out with his friends. And my daughter has, you know, volleyball and she loves gymnastics and things like that so you know they haven't really fallen in love with the sport the way that 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 i am in the way that i have in my life um but you know which is great i i want them to find their own their own way and their own path and uh what it is that's gonna you know fire them up and get them out of bed in the morning 
Yeah, well said. And, and you mentioned there you got one son that's already chasing the girls. How did you kind of handle that when they started to hit that dating scene? And are you prepared here for when your daughter starts to start dating? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was cool with the boys. I don't care what they do. You know, that, 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 <laughs> with your sons, it's whatever. My daughter is the one that I'm going to have a real hard time with. She already knows that she's not allowed to date till she's 30. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, my, my daughter's five. I'm already dreading that, but I got three boys ahead of her here, so hopefully, uh, you know, it'll be a while before I'd have to get involved in anything. Yeah, and you got three bodyguards, so that works perfect. <laughs> um, what about uh, for the, what's the future of the UFC here, Dana? What, what kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? Um, listen, what's next for me is what's going on here. We're we're continuing to to, to grow this sport and this brand, and going into other countries. We're going into France this year. This last year, we we, we're, we got a fight coming up in, in Korea, in a new market in Korea, um, Moscow, you know, c- continuing to, to grow throughout Russia and the Middle East. Uh, Africa is, is taken off for us because we have an African champion. Uh, and the list goes on and on, man. This this is what I love to do. This, this is truly my passion, and uh, I'm just as fired up every day now as I was 20 years ago, so... I'm going to continue to do this. My son graduates. This is his senior year. He it looks like he's going to head out and go to USD. So uh, it looks like I'm going to be spending a lot of time in San Diego uh, over the next four years and whatever school my younger son decides to go to. Um, you know, just moving on into that next chapter of my life um, with, with my older boys uh, in college. Yeah, very and cool. And my daughter you- heading to high school. Yeah, I got one going to high school next year, too. I'm kind of bracing for impact for that myself. But uh, we, we got UFC 244 this weekend here. We almost we almost didn't have it. What happened there, and uh, how did, what can we expect to see here this weekend? Well, it wasn't as close to not happen as people think it was. Uh, <clears throat> you know, things happen. There's There's other stuff going on with this card right now behind the scenes that the public doesn't know that we have to deal with. We always have to deal with some type of bullshit behind the scenes leading up to a fight. Um, and you know, one of the things that makes us the best in the world, not just the best in the world, the best to ever do it is, you know, we usually figure it out and the fights go on, whether it's with a different opponent or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, we're, we're used to dealing with this stuff. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Dana, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about to be dad who's out there listening? Well, I think, I think. My best advice would be when you when you have a baby, it's always really hard in every sense of the word hard. Um, you're not sleeping much. Financially, it becomes very very tough. Um, you, you know, it's 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 very expensive, but it's the greatest thing that you will ever do, and it only gets better. You will figure out the financial side and you will figure out uh, time and sleep and all that other stuff. It just it gets better every single day and it is the most rewarding thing that you can do in life. There is never a right time. You know what I mean? If you, if you say, I got to wait for the right time, there's never a right time uh, when you have a kid. You just gotta you just gotta jump in with both feet and, and, and roll with the punches, man. It works out and it's the most rewarding thing you can ever do in your life. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Dana White, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Thank you. I really appreciate it, and what a cool podcast. This is one of the coolest ones I've ever did, and congrats. Seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, 
I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Dana White for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I always love to read your feedback. If you're not following me on Instagram, check me out at Alec underscore Lace, or you could follow me at First Class Fatherhood, all right? I'd love to hear your opinion on today's episode, and you can check out all the guests who will be joining me here next week, including NFL great, Carson Palmer will be on the podcast and many other dads. What a way to kick off November with the president of the UFC, Dana White, today. October is in the books. In October, we had five NFL Hall of Famers, two Navy SEAL Medal of Honor recipients, the Wolf of Wall Street, and many more. If you missed out on any of last month's action, please go through the archives and check them out today, all right? That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.